Hello ladies, if you are fed up, confused as hell, or just over all the drama around weight loss, you are in the right place. My name is Bonnie LaFrac and I am your host here at Unfuck Your Weight Loss, where I help you make weight loss easy, achievable, and even fun. Because what is more fun than becoming exactly who you want to be in the body you want to be in? Let's take the shame and bullshit out of dieting and weight loss and lose the weight for the last time. Ready? Let's go. Hey there, welcome back to Unfuck Your Weight Loss. I'm Bonnie LaFrac, and here in this pod, if you're new to the podcast, welcome to this podcast. I am super excited you're here. Uh, if if you've been here a long time, I'm even more excited. Thank you for the five-star reviews, for sharing it, for subscribing, for um, helping this podcast get over 100,000 listens. And today is a very monumental day because this is podcast number five zero fifty. Made it to five zero. It's amazing. And I'm having so much fun with it. I'm connecting with so many of you on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks for reaching out, following, friend requesting, and being part of my free group, Food, Fitness, and Fat Loss for Real Life, where I tell it like it is. No punches pulled, no sugar coating, anything. Actually, more or less on the podcast and in my group, I'm pretty nice, I think. I mean, as much as I think I'm like a truth teller, I probably much more blunt in person. I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. Anyway, um, a couple notes. If you can remember, right, if you're walking or driving, then it is hard to take notes. On June 7th of this year, I'm doing a special webinar dedicated all about all to how to stay lean during the summer, right? It is kind of a summer, summer eating webinar. So we don't have to make summer um, the time where we get completely off schedule, away from structure, away from routine, and we pack on the LBs, okay? If that has been historically a challenge for you, like it has for so many women, you're going to want to keep an eye out for that webinar. It's going to be awesome. And uh, we ha- we're going to have a workbook and goodies for you. So you're going you're gonna to want it. All right. I'm just planting the seed. And of course, reminding myself, I probably have to create that workbook. <laughs> I probably, probably have to get that together. June 7th is right around the corner. Okay. Let's get that out of the way. And today I'm talking all about feeling restricted or feeling deprived. I don't know about you, but I know for me, especially um, several years ago when I had my, my uh, big aha, I was feeling really sorry for myself and this whole, this whole story I had created about, oh my gosh, I have to go on a diet. Why, you know, why do I keep having to go on diets and this isn't fair and I'll spend my whole life being on a diet and my brain had um, just created a lot of uh, really unhelpful thoughts, <laughs> which is sort of interesting because our brain in essence is always thinking about how to make our life easier, how to keep us safe and away from danger. And, you know, in many ways, there are a lot of great things our brain does for us. A lot of things uh, are on autopilot, thank God. I don't have to spend, you know, four hours trying to figure out how to tie a shoe or ride a bike because I already know how to do that. Um, But it is interesting that even today, 
we can still feel restricted or deprived, even though what we want is to feel light and lean and healthy, vibrant, radiant, energetic. We want to feel like our clothes fit easily. We want to be comfortable bending down to tie that shoe. We want to feel like we move more freely and that we show up in our lives as fully us. Walk walk into any social occasion, into a room, into a business meeting, onto an airplane, into a restaurant, like just feeling comfortable, confident. And you know, that doesn't really line up with the feelings of restriction and deprivation. So today is all about poking holes in some of the thoughts that we have about how to lose weight. Because if we don't let go of some of those old thoughts or old beliefs, or I'll even offer you this, calling them sort of thought errors, recognizing that, wow, my brain is offering me really unhelpful thoughts and that's okay. A brain is like a supercomputer. And a lot of us have had our supercomputer for many decades. And over time, if we haven't spent time evaluating or assessing or having help to clear out the junk, to put a good antivirus in our supercomputer, to do some fine tuning, maybe get a new hard drive or some new software, and to make our brain actually work for us rather than we are just a victim um, of our thinking. Okay. So that was a big, a big bunch of, big bunch of nothing so far. So follow me on this. Okay. Here's the thing. I'm going to say something and it might trigger you. You ready? Dieting does not make you feel restricted or, or deprived. I'll say it again. Dieting, air quotes, dieting does not make you feel with a capital F E E L restricted or deprived. In fact, dieting doesn't make you feel anything because, (laughs) because it can't. Dieting doesn't do anything to you. It's kind of like the scale. It can't do anything to you. What is really happening? It is our thoughts about dieting that can make us feel restricted and or deprived. It's our thoughts. Okay. And that's good news because thoughts are not permanent. Thoughts are, you know, just sentences in our head. They're not permanent. We can actually address them. We could change them. We could keep them. We could think about them. We could, we could decide to keep them or let them go. I tend to think if I find thoughts that are not helpful, then I probably don't want to keep them. Sometimes, yes, we like to stew, we like to ruminate, we like to be dramatic, um, but it doesn't really help us, right? It, it doesn't help us move forward, okay? And it's okay to have feelings also. It is. Feelings are just unfortunately part of being human. Um, it makes us human. It makes us better than, let's say, chat GPT, <laughs> which by the way, is probably a whole different podcast. And you know, I have my ADHD moments, but chat GPT is amazing. If you get it, you know, if you put it on your, whatever, I use it on my phone. And sometimes I will just put in questions to chat GPT because chat GPT, you know, it's artificial intelligence. You're talking to 
some something that does not have feelings. And so I like that. I like to get advice from something, someone, <laughs> something that doesn't have feelings because then we just cut right to the chase. Okay. I'm not saying feelings are bad, but sometimes they get in the way. And so sometimes our feelings about food, our weight, the scale, what we see in the mirror, what we don't see in the mirror, the the tag in the clothing, um, all of that is, is in our way. It keeps us stuck. It keeps us from even getting started. And ultimately, if we're going to unfuck our weight loss, we want to be willing to take a look and say, okay, what's fucked up my weight loss all this time? It's kind of like, um, do you remember the show? Of course you do, because you are in your 40s and 50s. You remember the show Scooby-Doo. At the end of Scooby-Doo, they all it kind of ends the same way. It's very formulaic. It's like Seinfeld. There's always like a miscommunication. In Scooby-Doo, it's always at the end, they want to reveal like who is behind this crime or who's to blame. Um, and, you know, it's easy to blame the diet industry. The diet industry is the villain. Um but it's not, right? That's just making us a victim of the diet industry. And I'm not saying that you are to blame, but we do have the power to say, okay, all of this stuff, right? All of the messaging about dieting, um, the thoughts I have about how hard it is to lose weight, that's just not helping me. I can identify that I am in my own way. I am going to be unmasked on Scooby-Doo um, and that's okay. And I think if you're willing to, if you're willing to listen to this podcast, it means that you are willing to reconsider how you've approached weight loss in the past and you are willing to consider a new path. And I like that about you. All right. So let's get started. Um, so while you might feel restricted and or deprived, and also you're not wrong. I don't want to make you wrong to have those feelings. I'm just going to say it isn't helping you. So if you're noticing feelings of restriction or deprivation, then I think we want to take note of that. Okay. And it is worth, right, in your own Unfuck Your Weight Loss special journal, which I'm sure you've already started. And by the way, I had a great idea that I should probably get some merch, right? Some unfuck your weight loss merch, and we can all have our spiral bound journals. But in the meantime, you probably have a notebook from CVS or Walmart, and you're writing down the thoughts that are leading you to feel restricted or deprived. That is kind of where I would start um, and see what is in there. Set a timer two or three minutes, five minutes max, and just see what is coming up. Sometimes when we go to sit down to, to like write in a journal, we're like, I have no idea what to write. So ask yourself this question. What is in your way of weight loss? What is in your way? Or what do you think is in your way? What is the greatest obstacle you have? What are all the obstacles you have? Why haven't you lost weight? What is, what is holding you back? And see what comes up anything. Just let it kind of brain dump it out there. Like, and if you don't like the answers, it's okay. The notebook is yours. You could tear up the page. You could never look at it again. Um, but sometimes seeing what is coming up is going to be helpful. I have a lot of women and you might be that woman who's told me I'm overwhelmed by it. It's daunting. I can't even, I don't even know if I want to try anymore. 
I feel like I've given up and I don't want that for you. If you have a desire to feel better, like, and I don't mean like feel like physically better, although you probably want to feel physically better. I'm talking about emotional wellness. Really, that's, that's what I do inside of self-made. That is, although it is a weight loss program and I do weight loss coaching and I consider myself a weight loss coach, ultimately I'm an emotional wellness coach, which is kind of interesting because (laughs) I, you know, I hate feelings, but I've recognized feeling better is priceless. Feeling good in your own body, in your own skin, in your own life, in the clothes, all the things is where it's at. Okay. And it takes work to do that, but it's not too much work. It's not something that you can't do. Okay. So here we go. Um, why might you feel restricted and or deprived? Why? Right. Why do we feel this way? And I, I have a couple reasons for you. Um, number one, I, I think it's absolutely true. We do have emotional attachments to food. 100% cannot override that. I'm not even mad about it. I just think it is what it is. Um, we do have deep associations when it comes to food, you know, and whether that is comfort whether that is pleasure, whether that is celebration, reward, uh, feelings of safety, even just reminders of, you know, being a child, maybe certain foods or experiences, tastes, uh, you know, we like certain foods because they remind us of being a kid or being with our parents or our grandparents or going away for the summer or, you know, all of those things. I, you know, I've come to recognize my obsession with peanut M&Ms because when I slow down and eat peanut M&Ms, they're not very good. I'll be honest. They really aren't. Sometimes, you know, it just kind of like an old candy. It's probably been, it probably was made for Easter 1975. And yet here I'm still eating them. Um, I have an association where my brain has offered me that peanut M&Ms are my dad's favorite candy. I don't even know if it's true, but somewhere along the line, I've put together that peanut M&Ms are my dad's favorite candy. And I must probably feel like I think about my dad when I get them or when I see them or when I eat them. Um, And it, I talk about peanut M&Ms probably a lot on this podcast. Um, Yeah, it's, it's interesting. And so I've also, so I have, um, then incorporated peanut M&Ms anytime I fly on an airplane. I know, all sorts of crazy stuff. And I only mention it not so that you crave peanut M&Ms, but so that you see in your own life, okay, yeah, that's, I do see that. Whether it's a holiday or a birthday or every day, things I do when I get home from work, right? If we're so used to making ourselves a snack or pouring a glass of wine, um, or, or how we eat meals, that we clean our plate, that we always have dessert, or anytime something goes wrong and I'm sad, I got a boo-boo, either, <laughs> either a physical boo-boo or an emotional boo-boo, that I need to reward myself or comfort myself with food. 
So what happens is that, right, our brain's like, but so this is the supercomputer brain part. Our brain's like, whoa, okay, we like eating food. It makes us feel good. And if we're going to lose weight, there's a possibility that we're going to no longer have that level of comfort, those rewards, that fuzzy, feel-good connection with food, the celebration. And I just want to, I want you to understand that is normal for your brain to offer you, you know, a red flag, like, you know, stomp on the brakes, weight loss sucks, you don't want to do that, it's going to be terrible, you can't have Christmas cookies, you're going to be missing out, and you're going to feel sad and lonely all by yourself. <laughs> That's Our brains are very dramatic. Um, in any case, it is okay to have emotional attachments to food. Totally okay. And in fact, um, I think having very fond memories of all those things is great. It doesn't mean, though, that we can never have them. And it doesn't mean that we have to have them. I think just acknowledging that that is very normal gets us one step closer to saying, okay, yeah, I get it. I totally see what's happening here. My brain is worried, right? It's, it's kind of like comforting a child. Like, oh my God, you're going to go to a new school and you're not going to have any friends and you're not going to know anyone and you're going to be lost and everything you know is gone. It's kind of that feeling. Okay. So it is important to sort of see where these feelings of deprivation and restriction kind of pop up. Okay. So emotional attachments to food, there's nothing wrong with that. I think that's why flexible eating kind of wins out because we still can have our favorite foods and therefore not feel restricted and deprived, okay? And that's really, you know, why self-made is so um, incredibly um, successful and popular because, you know, we want to have, you know, our family time or we want to reminisce sometimes with food. It doesn't mean emotionally eat and every time I'm sad, I should eat. Um, but also to learn how to comfort ourselves emotionally without food. I can still think about food. I can still remember food. I can still have food associations. But ultimately, if I want to lose weight and keep it off and still not feel restricted or deprived, I get to learn how to feel my feelings. I know. Without food. Because I also think if I do enjoy certain foods and the emotional attachments are about happiness and joy, I don't want to eat M&Ms when I'm angry. I only want to eat M&Ms when I'm happy, if that makes sense. Okay, number two. And here's where I will concede there's some level of diet culture and messaging that does have us feel restricted and deprived. 100%. And I... I would love to make diets and dieting culture the villain in weight loss. I would love to. It'd be so easy. <laughs> so easy to, it's diet, dieting's fault, right? But that's like, it's calling, it's like saying my problem was caused by the boogeyman. My problem is caused by, uh, you know, I don't know, a Jenny Craig commercial. Like, no. Really, I think the problem ultimately with weight loss 
is unsustainable diets. But diets in general don't, again, diets don't cause us to be restricted and deprived. It's really our thoughts. And diet culture and the messaging around diets can get in our heads 100%. A lot of it is um, mostly just this idea that eat less, move more, um, or you shouldn't be hungry. Um, you should eat very little, right? Eat like a bird kind of thing. Like it's not feminine to be hungry. It's wrong to be hungry. You should be hungry. Um, a lot of that stuff, right? When you really start to untangle it a little bit and find where we've picked up along the way messages about what we should look like or how we should be with food, um, a lot of that, you know, has probably caused some of us to be closet eaters, to only eat the food when we're by ourselves. In public, I'm just going to order a salad with chicken, but when I go home, I'm going to eat, you know, a box of ding-dongs. <laughs> a box of ding-dongs. Isn't that funny? I grew up on Hostess products. Um, anyway, uh, so number three, which brings me to number three, lack of flexibility. We're going to always feel restricted and deprived when we don't know flexibility, right? Diets in general, if you're, if you're paleo, you only eat these things. And if you're keto, you only eat these things. And if you are, you know, high carb, this and vegan, this and, you know, slim fast, this. And, you know, all of that is just a, this is the yes list. This is the no list. Of course, you're going to feel deprived, right? Your brain is like, very, in many cases, yes, a supercomputer, but also kind of basic. Like if there's something that says, no, you can't have this, what does your inner five-year-old think? Fuck you, I'm having that. <laughs> no, I'm not going to bed. No, I'm not cleaning my room. No, I'm not eating vegetables. No, I'm not doing, I'm not taking a bath. No, 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 no. As soon as we see something we can't have, it's very normal to be like, but that's not fair. I want that. I need that. I like that. I'll miss that. Right? All of that stuff. Um, and flexibility isn't the opposite. It's not just yes to everything. Whatever you want. Right? If you feel like it, you should have it. Everything in moderation. <laughs> Go right. No. Flexibility is having a plan for it. It's really about having structure and also the flexibility. I still have structure. I still eat regular meals. I don't just eat all day. If I see the peanut M&Ms, I just eat them. It's I plan ahead. And if I know I'm going out, I decide ahead of time. Am I drinking? How much am I drinking? Am I having an appetizer? Am I having dessert? Like I plan all that out. Not every time I go out needs to be you know, the party of the century. For some of you, if you travel a lot or you are very social and you have a lot of friends and you like to go out, you're going to probably have to pick and choose. We can't eat and drink all the things every time we go out if we go out a lot. If you're somebody who doesn't go out a lot, which is probably me, I'm a little bit of a introvert hermit. Um, my favorite place is my bedroom closet. <laughs> <laughs> where I am right now. My favorite place is in my bedroom. Um, I don't go out that much, uh, but when I do, um, I think about it ahead of time. What am I doing? What am I not doing? And I 
stick to my plan. If I decided I was having a glass of wine, I don't have 10 glasses of wine. Well, mainly because I couldn't handle 10 glasses of wine, but you get what I'm saying. Number four, societal expectations or perceived standards. Um, I think we can feel restricted and deprived um, when we have thoughts about how we're supposed to do it, how we're supposed to lose weight, how we're supposed to look, how we're supposed to act, what we're supposed to order, what we shouldn't order, like all that stuff. Um, and I think it's important um, to recognize that some of the things that we've been taught or we were told or we've picked up along the way aren't true, right? And it's okay to let that go. Um, there are a lot of societal expectations um, and perceived standards, even about how we should look or what size we should wear or how, you know, how we should exercise, all the things, right? And again, even more so, I mean, in the 70s and 80s and 90s, you know, we had TV, we had movies, women did look a certain way, um, small, <laughs> because I guess they're, you know, movie stars. But now we have social media, right? Just to make things more interesting, as if we didn't feel bad enough before, right? Social media is, you know, the highlight reel. It's if somebody's going to do food prep, they're going to show you beautiful food prep. If somebody's going to, you know, create a meal, they're going to show a beautiful meal. If someone's going to work out, they're going to show you their muscles from a certain angle. We live in that world where we're constantly shown how other people are better than us, how they look or how they eat. Um, and how easy it is for them, right? We're all painting that picture of how easy it is for them. Um, and that's not really true. I think each and every person is on their own journey. Um, and it's important to recognize that. It is easy to get overwhelmed and to feel restricted, to feel deprived when you are thinking it's so easy for everybody else. I must be doing it wrong. I'm not working hard enough. I have to give up more. I just think those are normal thoughts that your brain could be offering you, but they're just not helpful. And if you've been listening to podcasts, um, I do very regularly for myself, not just my clients, but for myself, I have a lot of thoughts all day long, you know, <laughs> just like you. I have, a, I have a human brain just like you. And if I'm having a thought that doesn't serve me, in other words, it's feels bad, right? It's, it's usually about comparisons. Um, I will ask myself, you know, is this thought true? How do I know it's true? What else could be true? Is this thought helpful? Who would I be without this thought? Could I think something different? Right? And that is just a little framework, a little filter I use all the time to help reset me, to help steer, steer my ship in another direction. Because it is. We, we could spend a lot of time um, thinking about how we're not good enough, how we're not measuring up, how we don't fit the mold. We, we're not hitting the standard. We're behind. Everybody else is ahead of us. We'll never get there. Um, and it's not helpful. I can assure you. Nobody's walking around with those thoughts um, and, and feeling motivated to make better food choices or to work out 
or to get more sleep or to drink the water. When I talk so much, I know about thoughts and feelings, it is because our results are going to be created by our thoughts and our feelings because they lead into what we do and do not take action on. That's ultimately what is happening. When we feel so restricted and deprived, it does not make us feel excited to work on our goals. It doesn't make us feel motivated. It doesn't make us feel enthusiastic. It doesn't make us feel even worthy, right? It makes us feel overwhelmed, anxious, um, and stuck. And, And that doesn't work for weight loss. Is it okay if you have a bad day or a bad week or a bad month? Yeah, 100%. We're not going to be whistling zippity doodah all day long, every single day. It's just, you know, life is truly 50-50. And so if we can get a hold of our brains a little bit better though, we'll just have a better time understanding what's going on and not make it mean we can't get to our goals. And so number five, right? There is a number five here. Why you might be feeling restricted or deprived um, is that we do have unrealistic expectations. We think um, weight loss has to be fast. We should get it fast. We should lose two pounds every single week. And if we're not losing two pounds or more every single week, that it's not going to happen. It's not, we're not made for this. Uh, We don't deserve it. It's, you know, not working for us. We need a different thing, a different way. You know, we have to go back to the drawing board. Um, And that's just simply not true. It is, of course, um, and we could point fingers at where unrealistic expectations come from. Um, It could be all of the things, whether it is messaging that we got as a kid or messaging from the diet industry or messaging from social media. It doesn't really matter. Ultimately, why Unfuck Your Weight Loss exists is because I want to put the ball back in your court. And putting the ball back in your court means you get to take ownership of your own thoughts and your own feelings, right? You get to own that. Otherwise, we're going to always feel like a victim. We're always going to feel victimized by dieting, victimized by social media, victimized by other people. Our family did it wrong. They didn't raise us right. They, you know, set us up for failure, all of that stuff. No matter who you are and where you've been on your road to health and wellness and, you know, being in the body you want, um, there's going to be, there's always going to be obstacles. We can always find um, the reasons why we think we failed or we weren't successful or it's taking a long time. It's not that helpful, right, to look in the past and do that. Um, I really do understand that if you've been on a diet, you probably were told foods you can eat and foods you cannot eat. That in and of itself can feel restrictive and allowing yourself to eat foods that you enjoy is important and it takes practice. It really does. Otherwise, we fall into that, um, I'm going to do intuitive eating and I'm just going to eat whatever it is I feel like. And that can be a really slippery slope when we just don't have enough tools in the toolbox um, to figure out our physical hunger, to override false desire, 
to really keep our goals in front of us, to really be eating enough, to really know how to fuel our bodies. It, it isn't necessarily um, that simple. But being um, unrealistic with your expectations is very human. <laughs> It's just a very human thing. We want results. We want them now. We think, you know, we're looking at losing weight or dieting as a short term event. Like I'm going to go on a diet and then I will lose the weight. Then I will be happy. Then I will have arrived. Then I will be a different person. Then I will be in a different place. Then my life will be so much better and I will not be that person anymore. I will be the new me. And to some extent, yeah, but you have to keep doing what you did to lose the weight. And so I, you're kind of like, wow, this is kind of a downer. I, I really am all about empowerment and pointing out that a lot of what is going on with restriction and deprivation is simply our thoughts about dieting and about weight loss. And if I can make it easier for you, I'm here for it. That is why I'm doing this podcast. That is why Self Made exists, um, so that we can take a look at what the obstacles are and clear them, get them out of the way, debunk them, poke holes in them, challenge them, right? And so that you can see that a lot of this is just our minds doing what they do. They, you know, rinse and repeat a lot of the same thoughts over and over and over. I'll have to give up so much. This will be hard. It's not fair. I have to eat a lot less. I can't have my favorite foods. I'll never get to enjoy anything. I can't go out. This is going to be impossible, you know, and the anxiety and dread of any social occasions and business. It doesn't have to be that way. Not at all. It is just about understanding where all of this comes from. So I want to just repeat this. Dieting does not make you feel restricted or deprived. In fact, dieting, diets, do not make you feel anything. It really is our thoughts about dieting. Um, and I use the word dieting uh, to mean whatever it is that I'm eating. I That is one thing that has helped me quite a bit is I took out all of the negative of the word dieting. doesn't mean anything to me. Um, but if dieting is a triggering word to you, then simply look at your plan or your program or how you choose to eat your way of eating as your method to get to your weight loss. So I hope you have a wonderful week where you start to look and find some of the thoughts that have that have been in your way, that have made you feel restricted and deprived on your weight loss journey. If I can be of assistance, you know that I want to be. Um, we still have our doors open to self-made as it is May of 2023. And do mark your calendars for that webinar. I can't wait to connect with you all about summer eating. All of the, all of the concepts I will be teaching at that webinar will help you with weekend eating, vacation eating, um, all of that, right? Sort of in the, the, same, the same general vein. I hope you have a great week. Take care. Thank you so much for tuning in to Unfuck Your Weight Loss. 
The next step, of course, is to take action on something we discussed because implementation beats information all day long. If you enjoyed this podcast, thank you for being here and please leave a review wherever you tune in for all of your podcasts. Please be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Looking forward to dropping all the F-bombs with you next week. Have a good one.